If you guys are waiting for football season to begin and you're not sure what to do, well, guess what? The Simulation Football League starts up on Saturday. Well, what the heck's the Simulation Football League? We're going to break that down for you today on the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Boo! If you're sick of the mainstream sports outlets, well, so was I. So I started my own show. I'm Shane Larson, and this is the Game Time Guru. It's different than other talk shows. I'm providing a panoramic view on sports so you can see them through a different lens. So buckle up and let's go. Hey, what's up, everyone? Shane Larson, the host of the Game Time Guru podcast, here with you today with yet another interview. And we're going to be breaking down the Simulation Football League, which kicks off tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Friday. July 6th is opening weekend of the SFL. Today, we're bringing on Cameron Irvine, the commissioner of the league. And we're going to be teaching you about this league and why it's super special. So you don't want to miss it. It's super educational, and you guys are going to love it. Uh, it. It gives a whole new perspective on the world of sports, specifically on the world of football. Um, and it's including a lot of people around the globe. Before we get started, though, you know the drill. we got to do a couple housekeeping items. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. So, you know, everyone asks me, well, what do you mean subscribe to the podcast? If I'm listening to it, aren't I subscribed to the podcast? No, that's not the case. So you can be listening to it depending on which link that you clicked on um, on social media. If it's just the link that goes directly to your phone, it's not going to subscribe you to the podcast. Uh, the, the reason you want to subscribe to the show, though, is so that you can get notifications when new episodes launch. So I'll do bonus episodes uh, throughout the week sometimes. Uh, that I don't always push out on social media feeds. And so that will allow you an opportunity to listen to those because it will notify you on your phone. So it's free. I just want to share that with you real quick. To subscribe to a podcast, it's free. So just go to your podcast app. If you're on an iPhone, the Apple Podcast app is already preloaded into your phone. So just click on it, search the Game Time Guru, hit the subscribe button, and give me a review. If you like this interview, make sure to, to review it for me. It helps me out a lot. If you can give me a review, just helps for the whole social awareness aspect of it all. So I would appreciate it if you could leave me a review. And I also want to give you guys a, a little bit of an insight as to um, a company that I'm working with right now. We're collaborating nation's best football. Uh, go give them a follow on Instagram. Go check them out. Nation's best football. They are a huge social media influencer for anybody in the football industry. And we're talking athletes all the way from high school college professional level athletes as well as anybody who's involved in the sport of football which is like you know apparel companies helmet companies anybody who's involved in uh, the world of football so nation's best football shout out to them this podcast interview was a connection through a partner of theirs which is the sfl simulation football league so i want to make sure that you guys are aware of nation's best football and uh we got some big things coming so you guys don't want to miss it so check them out and go follow them on instagram I'm excited about this one. Um, you have to listen to this interview with an open mind, right? So if you're like me and you're used to the traditional style of football, um, you gotta you gotta kind of open up your mind a little bit, and that's what I did. And as I was talking to Cameron, you guys are gonna hear this. So so many things uh, came to my mind, um, and it just completely opened things up. The the world of sports is crazy, guys. Like seriously, there are so many opportunities now uh, for people to be involved in sports, and I love. Cameron's mission with the SFL. I love the growth that it's shown and I love the idea behind it. At first I was like, this is super weird. And then I was like, nah, it's really not. Um, so you're looking at like, y- you have the esports world where you put a controller in someone's hands and then you have the simulation world where you take the controller out of their hands completely. And people would say, well, what's the point of that? You'll see, you'll see. So I want you guys to listen and, and Cameron will tell you himself 
um, why they decided to do it this way. And you'll see the growth of this league is just a testament to how uh, how amazing this league really is and how cool it is and the different perspective that they're bringing and the different angle that they're bringing for football. So you guys are going to really like this one. I'll stop talking now so that you guys can hear the interview with Cameron Irvine from the Simulation Football League. Guys, welcome out to the show. Uh, as you guys know, I'm Shane Larson, your host, and on behalf of Nation's Best Football and the Game Time Guru Podcast, we want to welcome on our guest, who is the commissioner and creator of the Simulation Football League. It's Mr. Cameron Irvine. So, Cameron, thank you for joining the show today. Sure, thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. And Cameron, I was, you know, I was watching a documentary on YouTube about the SFL, and I wanted to learn a little bit more about what you had going on. It was super informative, and I'm looking forward to hearing more about it here on the show and having you break it down a little more. But uh, I'm curious. Um, that was three years ago, that documentary, and obviously it's grown. But I want to know how long has the SFL, the Simulation Football League, actually been in existence? Well, when I watch that video, it makes me look like it just. I'm a young kid, and I feel <laughs> I feel like I should be going in a retirement home tomorrow. Uh, it just it takes, takes a lot out of you. Um, I have I started this back in I launched the concept in January of 2010. Um, it was on an old forum for a video game that came out and eventually flopped, um, but uh, but you know took the took it to the public and said, hey, what if uh, what if nobody played the game and we all just watched the game and we put commentary over it and you submitted game plans in advance instead of actually button mashing? Would anybody be interested in that? Got a bunch of interest right away. Um, and then we've been, uh, we've been doing it this way ever since the SFL launched in 2013 after a few years of a lot of trial and error to figure out exactly how this is going to work effectively. And, and, uh, our 13th season is right around the corner. This is phenomenal. Okay, this is awesome. So, so Cameron, tell me this real quick. Um, let's discuss how the simulation style actually works. And I'll speak on behalf of myself here. Like, I grew up, you know, I'm not a huge gamer, but I did play Madden. That's the one game that I do play. Uh, Madden is one of my favorite games. But I remember, you know, f flashback a little ways, there was a, a game that EA Sports came out with called Head Coach where you essentially were the, just the coach of the game. So it was, it was like Madden, but instead of being the player, you were the, actually the coach. So it kind of sounds like that to me. Um, but I want you to explain, you know, how the simulation style of ball works. You said you take the controller out of the, the person's hand. So how does this whole system work for the SFL? Yeah, so it's really, you know, this giant ecosystem of creativity and strategy. Uh, those, are, those are two words that we use a lot uh, in our community because that's that's really what it's all about. And I think you brought up head coach. It's a great comparison. The, when head coach came out, the old days of Madden, uh, when 2K series was still going on, it was right before the whole burst of, you know, games bringing out like superstar modes and, and, and games trying to custom tailor customization to you. And it was all about the, it was all about the gamer it like just happened before all of that started trending up. And so a lot of these games like head coach came out, but it, it was, it was missing something, right? It was missing that touch of originality to the idea. Um, and so we kind of came out right after all that, all those games released and we just kind of had a different take on it. And that different take was, you know, as a kid, I've always wanted to be, uh, a Roger Goodell, but not 
feeling like I was an employee of somebody else's league, but that I was in, I was in charge of my own league. And it was, uh, you know, all these new teams and, 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 and just something that you could rally around. I never thought it would turn into this, but that's, you know, kind of how it started a passion of mine as a kid. And so I really felt like when we started this league, it was all about the, the unique, uh, and originalities of, of these teams, these coaches, these players. And I wanted that all to be celebrated because I knew that there was a need in this country and in America and all over the world. And that need is, is that everyone just needs to feel like they're worth something or they're a part of something. Everybody needs just a little bit of that in their life. And I felt like we had an opportunity through our model to give people that. And so we created a way for uh, the viewer at home to be actively involved in what, not only what they were watching, but what they do on a, on a you know, daily basis in the SFL. We wanted coaches to really feel what it's like to be a coach. You can call a play and, and you can think that it's going to score a touchdown or that it can be executed, but you don't have any control over that. Your players have to go out and do those things. So a coach just like an owner in a way is, is kind of strapped to the sidelines in a way that a game with a controller in your hands doesn't feel. It's not realistic that every time you, you know, you press a, it's going to throw to a accurate on time. And the wide receiver that's connected to the button is going to catch it. That's just not what real life is. That it's not dramatic. It's not exciting. The, the strategy and skill of, uh, of the player, the controller takes out that, randomness and fun and excitement that you get in sports. And so we really felt like uh, by creating uh, a model and an ecosystem that revolves around all of those special things about sports and life and video games and all those type of things, we could really harness uh, the, the best of all of the different categories that we involve in our, in our league. This is awesome. Okay, so you mentioned the words unique originality and then you mentioned you know fulfilling needs like it it allows them to be a part of something so it fulfills that need so i'm curious from you know commissioner irvine what you what you'd say here so like answer this question for me if if you're a player you have like players coaches owners if you're a player are these people that these are they real people that are in this league do they create their real names or they people from the nfl that they use like explain that whole process to me when you create an actual player for this league Correct. So these are people that have stumbled upon our product. They say, oh, man, this is exciting. And we say, hey, you don't just have to sit there and be a fan like in regular sports or in esports. We want you to we want you to be a part of what you're watching. Come into our community and, and, and make your player and get on a team and, and do something with with your career and your legacy, so to speak. Right. So some people use their real names because that doesn't bother them. Some people use fake names and, and, and personas because they don't, you know, they don't feel comfortable about uh, being themselves online. Right. And, and so yeah, it's kind of the best of both worlds in that regard. So people make these players and right away, you don't necessarily get to, to create your player exactly how, you know, exactly how you would want to the T in terms of how fast you are or how, you know, strong you are, or things like that. It doesn't happen that quickly because all the teams in the league have a salary cap and the, the salary in which you sign creates your, your talent, right? They're, they're, they're attached at the hip. 
So, for example, if uh, if I'm just putting out the easy numbers, if a 100 overall player was worth one million dollars, well, not everybody has a million dollars to spend on every single player, right? Because because then it would just be a bunch of people that are superstars competing with each other all game, every game. There's really no skill and talent in that. And so as a player, when you're trying to get picked up onto a team, uh, you're just trying to increase your stock, your value, so that people will trust you with, with that slot that they have on their team uh, that has a lot of skill, that has you know, that has a lot of potential. And when you're able to get into a situation, either through the rookie draft, which happens in the off season, or if you join in the middle of the season, teams can release players who may not be as active as they'd like them to be, or may not be improving their player as, as fast as they need to be. Uh, those players can be released and then you can be signed in their place. Uh, so it, it, the, the transaction log, you know, kind of never really ends. Uh, and, and different people have all sorts of different stories in the league. We have a Hall of Famer who was picked last in a draft. We have an owner in the league who started as uh, a base player. He had no value whatsoever. The team scooped him up. They put him on the end of the depth chart. They said, here, you know, we, we'd like to have you involved on our team. And a year and a half later, he now owns that team that he first started playing for. So everybody has uh, a different story and a different road of how they started in the SFL, but because players are only on one season contracts every six months or so, you get an opportunity to change uh, the path and the course of your career. Uh, you know, there's the possibilities are just about endless. You could play on the same team for 10 seasons, or you could play on 10 different teams in 10 different seasons. It's really all up to the player to, to shape that career uh, and, and make a name for themselves uh, in the way that they'd like to. Oh, I love it, man. I, I, I'm seeing how many opportunities this could potentially provide so many, so many people. Because, you know, for for the, you know, average person, there's only a select few. It's very rare that you see like top level athletes that get to compete at a high level and just be part of something. There's a lot of people that would love to be part of a football team and a football game in some form or fashion, but they're just not athletic enough to do it. Uh, they weren't gifted with that ability. And so to me, this is almost like providing them with a, a second opportunity to do that. It's just an alternative route. Um, now, in, in regards to the gameplay itself, I want to know about the gameplay. So if you're a coach of the team, do you get to make in-game adjustments at all? Um, or do you essentially you know, submit your playbook, your game plan before the game, and then once kickoff happens, you just sit back and let it ride? The second one. So when so we have over 6,500 plays available in a custom playbook for these coaching staffs to create their game plan. And what we what we we try to be as realistic as possible. Simulations in our name, and and, and we say to ourselves, okay, well, there's no way a team would come in to a game plan with 6,500 plays in it. It's just they they just wouldn't be that big, right? An NFL playbook might have you know, two, three, four hundred plays in it, but they're not all going to get called in a particular game. We want to be able to to really hone in on what these teams feel like uh, are going to be effective against their opponents. So we limit them to, at the beginning of the season, submitting between 75 and 150 plays on offense, between 35 and 80 plays on defense. And then from week to week, they're only allowed to change 20 plays on either side of the ball in any given week which adds to the strategy of scouting. 
teams have scouts that watch film on their opponents. What did they do last week? What do they like to do in third down situations? Uh, you know, in, do they run a lot on first down? Do they pass it on first down? How, how are they structuring their playbook in trying to get uh, what they want out of their team? And so by limiting the changes each and every week, you're seeing the teams play a similar style from week to week, but you're seeing these wrinkles that they put in in ways that they think that they're going to be able to take advantage of their particular opponent's deficiencies that week. And so sometimes you might think you've got this great counter, but if your opponent realizes, oh, that's a weakness, we got to clean that up, and then they clean it up that week, then your counter's not really going to work. And so it's just this massive, what ends up turning out to be this just massive chess game of trying to figure out how to best defeat your opponent with the skill set that you have out of your roster and, and where you've allocated your cap space and your talent. Um, and, and so it becomes a, a, a time where when kickoff starts, you just have to sweat it out with everybody else. And, and, and so much work and so much detail goes into it from all these teams in these leagues. And it makes these games really tremendous, really tremendous football to watch, even though it's a, com- you know, a computer playing both sides. It's given such smart, intelligent game plans from these coaches that it really performs a great brand of football. Yeah, so from what it sounds like then is, you know, it would be stressful for a coach and an owner kind of thing because you, you, you submit your game plan, you hope that it works, and you sit back and have to sweat it out like you said. And I can imagine it getting a little bit stressful. Like you put some time and effort into this to try to make a, a educated decision on what would work best for your team, and then you have to kind of see it, it ride out. So that's that's actually really inter- interesting. Um. I want to know about the game day experience now. So when the, the actual kickoff happens and the game started, they've submitted their game their game plans and everything, where do these coaches and players and owners watch the games? Do they go to one location? Are they watching it from their house? Is it on YouTube? Where, where do they find the games and where do they actually get to consume the content? Sure. So, I mean, we have people all over uh, the United States. We actually have, I believe it's uh, eight or nine different countries we actually have players from. That's where they live. Uh, we have a, a guy from Scotland. We have some people from Argentina. We have, you know, Canada, UK, Mexico, all that stuff. And so you, so people, it's very rare that they're able to all get together in the same place. Uh, and it becomes, you know, really special when a, pl- a player or a coach might be in town, might be in somebody else's town and say, hey, I'm here on business or I'm here on vacation with my family or whatever. Would you like to meet up? And then they actually get to, to experience, you know, seeing someone that might be a teammate or uh, might be a, a team owner that they played for or whatever. And so it, it, it kind of celebrates that moment a little bit. But, uh, you know, traditionally, players will just be on a couch, be on a couch, um, you know, be on their phone, out and about. Uh, we, we broadcast games through YouTube, Twitch. Uh, a technology partner uh, called Fuel. Uh, we'll, we'll be broadcasting some games online on our website this year, just uh, directly through our website. So there's lots of different places that we show the games, but more importantly, it's all accessible through your phone. So if you're at the grocery store or whatever, you're still able to watch uh, your team play and your games. And, and participating in the chat, you know, is a, it's a big deal. You get to celebrate with your, with your teammates when, uh, you know, when you score a touchdown, you get to talk smack with 
your opponent who, you know, might be up 10 and thinking the game is over. And now all of a sudden they got to answer for their smack talk in real time because, uh, you know, the, the game has fallen apart on them when it felt like everything was going great. So players, um, players, coaches, owners, they all just kind of get to enjoy the experience on their own. But yet because of this great world and this, and, and this great thing called the internet, we're able to all be together, even though we're so far apart on most days of the year. Man, so what this kind of is showing me is just another outlet for to bring people together, and that's what I love about sports, Cameron. Is I've said it before, I, I love sports because they bring people together for one common goal and one common purpose. Like um, I had, I had a guy on my show say that they they matter because they don't matter. They're that's the whole idea is like for those three hours at a football game, if you're a fan, you're, you're cheering, you don't care if the other fans that are with you, you know, voted for Hillary or Trump or whoever it was, they don't, you don't care about the religious or political backgrounds. You're going for one common goal and one common purpose for those three hours. And this just provides another outlet for people to have that camaraderie. And I think it's awesome what you're doing. It's also a learning tool in my eyes after, you know, hearing you talk about this for the last little bit. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about like when I lived in Brazil for two years and so many people wanted to learn the sport of American football. And we had teams down there, they were trying to play, but they didn't have the proper coaching. Um, I feel like this is just another route. It's an alternative route to being able to utilize that as a learning tool. They can learn the sport by being a part of it. Um, so I'm wondering, do you, do you see people using this as a learning tool? Oh, absolutely. I think that, I think that when esports really burst on the scenes in the United States, it really caught everybody on, you know, on fire. And, and it obviously was something that we looked around and said, hey, we were already doing this. What are you doing? Get off our turf, right? So, so when, it, when it sort of exploded, I really started to see the similarities between esports and sports, but in a negative way. And, it was, and esports was not serving uh, a market that sports was not already serving, right? Those two I view as competitors. I view us as an isolated beautiful medium. And what I mean by that is, is that in sports, if you are athletic enough and skillful enough to be on the field, then you're on the field. But if you're not, you will never be on the field ever. In esports, if you are great at playing the game, if you are uh, skillful uh, with the controller and with your mind and how the game works, you will be on that stage. If you are not, if you don't play the game, if you don't know the game, if you don't understand the game, you will never be on that stage. If you remove the controller from esports and then put a traditional sport that everybody knows and understands or at least has some sort of knowledge of on the screen, you have removed every reason for someone to not be able to participate. This stretches from, you know, kids to retired old people. Uh, it, it goes from black, white, Hispanic, uh, Asian all over the world. It doesn't matter your ethnicity. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. There are no, you know, barriers uh, with that. It doesn't, it, none of it matters. It is a tool for everyone to enjoy camaraderie, enjoy uh, friendship, enjoy competition, and be able to chase your dreams. It's not just about being a player or a coach or a general manager or an owner. It's about being a broadcaster. It's about being a writer. It's about, uh, you know, being a, uh, learning how to be a leader, learning how to, to interact with people. Um, and, and most importantly, learning that you're not, you don't have to be who people have labeled you to be all your life. 
If you want to create something different for yourself, your slate is clean here. You can just come in and be who you want to be uh, and celebrate that with everybody else without having to uh, concern yourself with, you know, oh, am I qualified? There are no qualifications. This is awesome. Now, Cameron, if I'm, if I'm, you know, I'm listening to you right now and I'm hearing this podcast and I decide, you know, this is something I want to do. I want to be a part of this. I want to be a player, coach, owner, something like what, tell me what I need to do. What are the next steps to get this process started? So the first thing you do is you go to our website, simulationfl.net. And from there, you can join our discord community. Nothing's going to happen for you right away. You're going to show up. You're going to be in this big universe that you had no idea existed. There's going to be a whole bunch of people chatting in a whole bunch of different rooms and your, your head's going to spin and you're going to go, I just want to get on the field. It'll, it'll happen. It'll come in due time. Give, give yourself a chance to meet people in the community. Talk to the owners of these teams and these general managers of these teams. Ask questions. Don't be afraid to, to not know the answers to things. And, and me and all my staff tries to be as accessible as we can. Uh, to catch you up to speed uh, and to help you do that. And then from there, it's just it's just cultivating relationships and finding where you fit. Maybe that's through the rookie draft where you don't have a specific connection to any team and, and you just, you just want to find a great opportunity. Or maybe it's really important to you that you play quarterback. And maybe you don't want to risk it in the draft where all the quarterback slots are already filled up and and you end up maybe getting ha- having to play another position at least right out of the gate. So if you want to be a quarterback, you just sit and wait for a quarterback opportunity to come up during the season and hope that, you know, some player moves on, has some life event where they got to step aside. You know, we all deal with, with situations in life where somebody might have to put even their simulation football career on hold. And then that can be your opportunity. So it just depends on, on what's most important to you. Do you want to play for a specific team at a specific position, or do you just want to get out on the field and have fun? It starts in that discord community and just, just being there, being excited and being ready for the next opportunity. Because if we have a surplus of people, if we've got a ton of people coming in, we'll hold an expansion draft, you know, out of nowhere. We'll, we'll increase roster sizes uh, to try to accommodate the, the, the large growth that we receive. So, just because you might come in and we say, oh, well, all of our roster, all of our roster spots are full, it doesn't mean that your, your dream is, is, is done or your goose is cooked. There's, there's plenty of time and everything moves so fast on the Internet, you'll be on the field and scoring touchdowns and getting interceptions before you know it. Fantastic, man. Fantastic. That's awesome. That's great information. Uh, so, so, Cameron, in the gameplay itself, I'm curious, the model, like the computer model that you use, do you base it off a specific game? Are you using the software from a specific game? Did you guys create your own software with a developer? Um, what is the computer model that you're using for the SFL? So we use the game, the last football game ever produced by 2K. It's a game that most people didn't even realize was released because it didn't have the NFL license. And originally the game released with a bunch of NFL legend players. And, and that was the big marketing gimmick play with Dan Marino and, and uh, you know, uh, Dan Marino and, and Thurman Thomas on the same team, right? Play, don't like, like play with these legends, Jerry Rice on the same team, play with these legends that you never would have otherwise been able to do before. And we think they just missed the golden opportunity because we have, we don't do anything 
associated with any of that. Uh, a, a gentleman came out with um, with what's called a hex editor. Shout out to uh, King Havo who who produced that. But that allows us to go into the roster files of the games and completely customize every single player. Uh, and that gives us the ability to have these you know full rosters of 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 these great players and be able to you know change all their equipment and change their their face mask color and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and, and from there, everything else about our league is done on our, through our website and through, uh, our technology and our technology partners, all the stats we track are all by hand. All the pictures we take are by hand, all the, all the, um, you know, the articles that are written, the salary cap situation, how much a player costs, why do they cost that much, all that stuff. None of that is within the game at all. It's everything that's been cultivated over 10 years of trial and error. And, and we still make tweaks uh, every season uh, through owners' meetings and, and trying to make a better league and a better product and a, a, a better game for our players. So we use uh, All Pro Football 2K8 as our medium. It is the way that our game is presented, our simulation is presented, but all of our broadcast presentation is all done at headquarters. It's, it's nothing from the actual game itself. Uh, you know, we put in all of our own graphics uh, and, and network stuff. We have a partnership with APM Music, uh, and our, all of our theme music is done by the same composers that won the Emmy for Sunday Night Football. Uh, so we, we try to... Uh, do everything as first class as we possibly can to as unique to the SFL as we possibly can and take what is an older video game and just raise the level of, of creativity and identity for these teams and these brands as much as possible. Super intriguing. Now, Cameron, how many teams do you guys have currently in the SFL? You mentioned you could hold an expansion draft if necessary, if there was a, a volume of requests coming through, but how many teams currently are in the Simulation Football League? We have 21 teams, and I'm proud to say we've had the same 21 uh, teams or ownership groups or how, you know, however you want to structure it over the, last, uh, over the last, I think this will be the third consecutive season, and that's pretty unusual for us because we started with seven and we grew a lot every season, little by little. We grew and grew and grew. But there's something to be said about consistency. Over the last year and a half, we've really focused on honing in our, you know, the business model and the business plan and the presentation and giving these people. We decided back, you know, about a year and a half ago, we're the first class league. We want to do everything first class. We we want this to be a first class product, and and, and it be so good that everybody out there goes, well, I can't believe I didn't think of that, but I, there's no way I, I, I could do that on my, I got to go and join them because it's just, it's just that good. And, and that's, and that's the, the type of mentality that we want to develop. So now that we've spent this last year and a half and we've kept the same people intact and, and our ownership groups are so strong around the league, we're ready to start revving that engine again and take it to the, to the next level and provide as many players and, and owners and coaches and general managers with the, with the opportunity to uh, be in those positions as we can. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I think this is such a cool, cool thing you got going on here. Um, the more you talk about it and the more you educate us on it, it, it shows me that it's more than just a game. There's real humans behind it, real people that are behind it, and uh, they're involved in it. And it's, it's really cool. It gives them a, a chance to be a part of something. And 
I'm curious, we've already kind of discussed this earlier, but when does the actual season start for the SFL? Well, it starts July 6th. It's almost here. Um, and, and and July 6th is a testament to, uh, you know, if people think, well, how if nobody controls the game, how is how does anybody even have any strategy in this? Well, to kick off our season, our three-time champion will be raising another banner. Three-time champion. They don't even have a controller in their hand. It's, it's, it's hard work and really figuring out and understanding how to best get the best out of your players and, and the worst out of your opponent. Uh, it's the Alaska Storm. They do such a great job. They will once again be on display in prime time under the bright lights, taking on uh, New Orleans team that is only a couple years uh, into the league, made the playoffs last year, improved uh, from five and seven to eight and four, uh, and and is is kind of on the rise, right? Not to not to use the the pun that they've escaped the tomb or anything. So so they. Um, uh, the, the New Orleans Pharaohs. Sorry, that, that joke doesn't make sense if you don't know what the team is called. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, so that's our matchup for opening night. There's 10 games a week, uh, Sunday through Tuesday on our various networks. So we always put out the schedule. The opening night is, is Saturday, but that's the only Saturday game of the season. So, um, so yeah, we, we've got, we've, there's a ton of energy, a ton of buzz. Alaska has a huge target on their back. Everybody's sick and tired of them winning. Um, and, and everybody's gunning for them and, and, and going to give it their best, and, and I'm super excited to see how it all shakes out. I'm definitely excited to see it. I think I'll be watching it, and um, maybe in the near future I'll be a part of it. I'm I'm kind of interested in you know sticking my feet in the water here and and uh, checking it out. Like this is stuff that I love. This is why I love doing this podcast. I'm glad I had you on here, Cameron, because I get to meet new people and become more educated on the world of sports. So I'm just glad to hear that you have a product and a and a league that you have pushed out there. You had an idea and you ran forward with it. So I love it, man. And um, before we wrap up, is there is there anything else you'd like to share with uh, the listeners today? Uh, I think it's important for everybody to know when they first get their um, when they first get their first taste of the SFL, right? Um, first impressions are everything. And I, I think it's important to note and something I'm super proud of is just our growth that we've had as a league. When I started this uh, six, six years ago, I knew nothing about, I was, I'm, I'm a journalist, a sports journalist at heart. I, I was not a gamer as a kid. I didn't grow up streaming live on the internet. Uh, it, it wasn't a part of my DNA. And so when we first started, we would, we would do things like point the webcam at the television because we didn't understand how to take the signal directly from the console. Like the, the picture quality and the audio quality were just, just awful. You know, I look back at it. I'm just, I think to myself, how could I have been this stupid? How could we have not known how to do all this stuff? And, and the growth that we've taken in getting all, having all of our games broadcast in HD, having 21 teams, having, you know, all these hundreds and hundreds of players that we have to see that growth period from then to now just think about where we'll be from the first time you see us to one year, two years, three years, four years down the road. It's something that if you can see the promise in it, the, the vision in it, like we do, stick around because you won't want to miss what it's like to be in the SFL 
in the years to come because we just don't stop trying to make things better. And, and I, it's, it is my life's work and, and you're, you see that in the product, I promise when you get here. So I just, it's something that I don't talk about a lot, but it's really special to me. And and it's anytime you can achieve that type of growth in life, uh, it's just, it's really awesome. And I try to help bring that to, to my players and my, my owners as well. Absolutely, man. I, I'm so excited that I had you on the show. Um, what an awesome interview this was. For all the listeners out there, I hope you guys learned something from this interview. Uh, super cool, man. And uh, I just want to say um, I thank you on behalf of Nation's Best Football and the Game Time Guru Podcast. Uh, Cameron, I'm just so glad that we had you on the show. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to join us today. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it being on. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we'll get you on here for a follow-up interview uh, mid-season or when the season's almost over so we can see how the, the year went for the SFL. And, guys, you know the drill. Make sure you subscribe to the show, and uh, we'll be coming back with more content every single week. Again, on behalf of Nation's Best Football and the Game Time Guru, we will uh, talk to you next week. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.